0: I yeah. think we've all had bigger. those moments smoking weed. Freaking well, <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! I fucking died. Yeah.
1: I was like, I feel like that'd be the time to like take a week or two off of smoking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like decapitated, and I was like, Oh yeah. I couldn't
0: yeah. like,
1: even watch this movie on weed. I couldn't
2: even.
0: Like, <laughs> this is no. the, great, the greatest anti- weed campaign of all time. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Fuck melting into a couch your sister's head got chopped up <laughs> because yeah, you were hot hello fellow fumblers and welcome to another episode of the film fumblers podcast today we are going to be removing reviewing the movie hereditary released in 2018 written and directed by ari aster so without further ado my name adrian I'm Jay.
4: I'm Taryn.
0: And I'm James. But today is a very special day because it is our first guest a lifelong friend, artist, and curator, Helen Atkins. Welcome to the show.
1: Hi. Hey. Thanks for having me. Yeah. And Will's here. Too.
0: And, and Will. Willin <laughs> is chilling. Yeah. Right there.
3: <laughs> yeah, special episode, first uh, special guest. This is this is going to be fun. It's going to be a fun yeah, one. Then this movie fun. was also picked by Helen on our our last week's marble pre-show showdown. Um,
1: thanks for, you know, doing that and inviting me to
5: talk
3: about yeah. it. Yeah. it's going to be fun. fun. So, yeah, Hereditary, Ari Aster. Um I if so we if I won last week and got to pick the movie, I was totally also going to pick an Ari Aster film. His other one, Midsummer, and like that you picked this one. I'm like, okay, I get to at least talk about it a little bit (laughs)
0: because we're gonna
3: gonna have to compare it.
0: Yeah. So are we gonna are we gonna dig into both? Are we are we allowed to do that? I feel I feel like when yeah, go ahead. I
1: think you guys should watch and review it. You should do it a little bit later. You should invite me back on.
4: That works. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) No no midsummer
3: spoilers here. Almost forgot. We have these. We have these shots here. Yeah. That uh, um, yeah. can't forget about the shots. All right. So let's jump into these. Cheers, cheers. guys. Cheers. Cheers.
1: Oh, my God. Ooh. Oh. God.
3: Oh. Ooh. Yep. Sometimes it's easier, and other times. Oh, oh boy. cheers. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I not wow. yeah. many
1: shots in quarantine, so.
3: Oh, I've, right. taken <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> I've taken several. Yeah. yeah, too many.
0: Okay, yeah. but I, I was what I was gonna say is like you know when we were taught when we did um when we did what the hell's the guy's name? Oh my god, um, Royal Tenenbaum's guy.
6: Wes Anderson. Yeah. So we we talk about
0: we talked about his body of work. So True. we're we're not gonna do that here. Okay. Well, we're I think not. we
5: should
1: review midsummer later because i think okay. hereditary is very important to watch before and to have that like i feel like they work in tandem very well and having the understanding of the first one very much informs the second
4: one so that's interesting i saw them reverse okay. order i saw midsummer with you helen at the movie theater
1: yeah we were like 30 minutes late because we were getting Oh, yeah <laughs>
6: Yeah, oh, yeah, I so, think I saw them in the order that came out. Am I the only one?
3: I, I watched them in opposite well. order. I watched Midsummer first, and then I watched Hereditary. Yes, so. Wow!
6: And you too, James. This yeah. is your first time yeah. seeing this, right? Yeah.
3: Yeah. Has everybody oh, else seen this before? Not Will. Not Will. Oh, right. Okay. Not Will. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen it two and a half times. <laughs> two and a half. <laughs> two and a half. Yeah. Okay. Two and a half times. The, the <laughs> second time I was like, I, I got halfway through. I got to the very brutal scene and then i was like yeah i've seen this movie before i'm just gonna turn this off for now <laughs> um, i was watching it i'm like it was like a, a party stream thing on twitch where they do like you can watch with like a, a twitch streamer yeah, and so, cool. yeah
1: i have to say i immediately regretted like suggesting this because then i was like oh shit now i have to
2: rewatch <laughs>
4: yeah. yeah i was Which dreading it be- i was
3: dreading it yeah, yeah. so I- every time i think about ari aster i think about the reddit ama that he had and like the top question the very first one was is he's like i'm ari aster writer and director of midsummer ask me anything and the first one is like you okay
2: and it's just, like, <laughs> just replies no <laughs>
3: <laughs> his movies are fucked up
6: like yeah yeah he's a really interesting dude uh he went to the college uh the santa fe art and design college that doesn't exist anymore but he was there, I think, like in the early aughts. And then he moved on to AFI, which is really cool. AFI is the American Film Institute. They have like a whole, I don't know, like a ranch in California or whatever. Um, where I think some of this was written or maybe some other stuff was written. But uh, yeah, he's, I don't think he's from here, but he was around here. So that's a cool little connection. Yeah, nice. It's cool. A little New Mexico pride.
1: New Mexico, true.
3: <laughs> yeah. um so james let's take it to you opening thought first view i mean you know how how was it for you um did you watched it a al- lot describe the setting like did you watch it alone <laughs> at night was your wife there with a were you cuddled up with the dogs i mean what so i actually was
0: watching it and my dog tofu was laying on the couch with me and she Fucking hated this movie (laughs) i I literally i'm gonna i'm gonna show you guys the video i want you to play it on stream it's tofu staring at the tv and being like what the fuck something about the music gave her bad vibes gave her straight up bad vibes but it was it was it was fun to watch because okay so it was really bright during the day because i watched it like immediately you're a coward well <laughs> i just don't want it well it gets so fucking dark so fucking late and i'm like ain't nobody got time to for that but <laughs> it started raining that day so it did get dark and it did get scary and it did get spooky so um
6: Good. yeah so the the mood was right the mood was right for sure are you um i guess this is a question to everybody are you guys like when it comes to horror movies, are you guys like scaredy cats? Because I 100% am. Like, I'll be the first to own up to that. i The first time I saw this, it was like halfway behind Jordan's shoulder, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I've seen it three times now. I've seen it fully, you know, unobstructed, but it does yeah. take me a, a, a little bit mm. to warm up and get comfortable. Yeah.
4: There's a reason I watched it at eight o'clock in the morning, but when I was by myself, oh. I'm <laughs> like, yeah, I'm
3: not doing this. <laughs> Helen, what about you? How was your setting watching this?
1: So. So, like, right now we watched it, like, I watched it, like, three hours ago because yeah. I was, like, very much dreading watching it again, although it is one of my favorite movies. Like, I, you know, it's it actually not a lot. enjoyable, yeah, it's not yeah, the most yeah. enjoyable film to watch, um, but the first time, so I went to go watch it with James's wife, Jacqueline, and our friend Miranda, who lives out of town, and Miranda, like, historically likes cheesy dumb horror movies and i don't necessarily like horror like i'll watch it but it's not like like you know it's not something that i enjoy that much so i was kind of like oh yeah i've seen like i've seen stuff about this one it seems like a good one and i think the experience of watching it like super late in the movie theater with an audience really um affected (laughs) my viewpoint because i was like i went in expecting one thing and it was totally different than what i expected
3: yeah it was very much different than like you know like you said miranda really likes the stereotypical like you know paranormal activity type of horror movies yeah. just jump scare after jump scare this is not that at all um, yeah, yeah. and this this movie would benefit from from seeing
0: in a the theater i think oh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's like all i was thinking and especially like just like yeah seeing it with the crowd everyone kind of like getting a good good shriek and like having the mm-hmm. chuckles after or whatever you know
1: Well, there are like,
0: there are two
1: movies where I've had like a universal experience with the audience where it's like you are, like you can feel that Uh everyone is feeling the same thing. It's
5: like a mushroom
2: trip. (laughs)
1: Yeah. One was um, Lord of the Rings, the second one where, God, I don't know any of their names, even though I've seen it all a million times. The guy who's kind of shitty where he like shoots the orc while he's dying do you know who I'm talking about? The guy who like covets the ring?
0: Boromir. Boromir. Boromir, but- Boromir. right.
1: Yeah. So when I saw that in theater theaters, when Boromir like successfully kills the orc, the whole theater clapped. Like, you know what I mean? Like everyone. But when I saw this in theaters, when Homegirl, you know, knocks her head off, oh. everyone was like, It's the quietest theater I've ever been in. It was like sure like ten <laughs> so for 10 minutes after that we were all just like
3: that's what's so great about that scene is like it's not a jump scare it's mm-hmm. but it's just shocking yeah. like it's yeah. so shocking that oh man yeah. and that's, that's what i was gonna say like you probably wouldn't hear the audience like shrieking a lot because when i when i was watching this i so to, to answer jay's question that he asked a little bit earlier i'm a scaredy cat of movies like i'm like the same way about like amusement parks and stuff all for my you know for my childhood <laughs> just being afraid of things and now yeah. that I'm older I'm trying to get more into to horror and to like go into that so watching this I watched this movie I live alone I watched it at like 8:30 at night and I just had chills the entire time it wasn't jump scares but it was just ch- like constant chills yeah and I'm think- yeah I'm
0: a I'm a screamer I'm like I'll just be like, <laughs>
3: oh <laughs> but I like, like oh
0: like like shit, like you know? yeah. I even did that with Jaws last week. Remember, I you guys, I was like, oh, yeah. like, you know, I'm really jumpy, but I'm not like all like paranoid waiting for it to happen. The only thing it um every time in any movie, any movie I've ever watched, whenever they're driving, I'm just like, are they gonna get into a car accident? I'm just like, I fucking that's the only thing that I'm always like, even if it's like a comedy movie, like I'm just like they're driving they're gonna crash i don't know why i always think that in the the back of my mind is so weird well that's
5: what's so great about this movie is that
1: like as much as there is the like paranormal um stuff that's going on the thing that truly is frightening is the like the chaos factor and the like accidental Mm. factor right realistic shit right Yeah, and how that would seep into your relationships and how that would change you fundamentally. Like that stuff is the scariest
5: part about this movie.
4: Yeah. Peter's reaction to her head getting knocked off is like the most like unsettling thing I feel like in the whole movie. Ah, (laughs) So fucked up.
1: And it's so brilliant because it's super simple, right? The fact that you just like are you're not seeing a lot when it happens. You're only seeing his face and then like you're seeing Mm -hmm. the aftermath unfold, but mostly with his like face, you know? And it allows you to just be like, because you, the audience member, is also doing the same thing, where you are just like, "What
5: the <laughs> yeah. fuck? That yeah.
2: just yeah. happened." Yeah. just goes to sleep, and like, I am like, "Honestly, oh, what not
5: you do, man?
3: He's yeah, not sleeping." I so. yeah. it it's just like, yeah. <laughs> there is a shot in there with like right after it happens when he's when the car is just idled, where the camera perspective is from his first like his point of view, and it's just looking at the rear view in the back. It's like so just. Oh man, that 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 shot is so great, and it's just so chilling. Mm-hmm.
1: And he uses the gore so well. So like the gore isn't too much; it's just like sprinkled in, but it's very intense yeah. when it happens. So very when you effective. see her head, like however many scenes later, you've anticipated seeing it for so long that when it like jumps onto the screen, you're like, oh, yeah, you, it's so you're, sudden. You're so stressed, right? From
6: yeah. What I loved about that scene and a lot of the scenes in this movie that I kind of realized is that he gives you this space that you need to like soak that shit in. You know, the Mm. scenes are long. Yeah. Like they Mm -hmm. are long as zooms are
4: slow.
0: (laughs) But do you you feel like, okay, like the first half of the movie is really long. And then the second half is like balls to the walls. Like there's a ton of shit going on. Where are you cutting you 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 cutting
3: it in half? Are you cutting it in half Um, like pre and post headshot? Like no, no. I'm I'm
0: probably where I cut it in half is like seance when Mm -hmm. like the Mm -hmm. like when seance is being introduced is probably the second part. With Joan, yeah, I think. Okay, it
1: descends to madness pretty quickly, but I think that portion, if you were to like stretch, like look at the actual time, is much shorter than the rest of the movie. Like most of the movie is really drawn out and intense and tense right like not a yeah. lot is happening and it's very like a slow pull and then it sort of like descends very quickly it's kind of like a sharp fall
6: yeah, um, yeah. and i feel like the second half really takes more of like a traditional horror route where you yeah. start to see a lot of the scarier things and you don't need that like i don't the head falling off the body is is that even like traditional horror that's just like crazy shit that you yeah. need to like soak in you know yeah, yeah.
0: It, it felt like this movie was going to be like a family drama more <laughs> more like does that make sense it that's, was going to be like a, yeah. a family drama where I, I was not expecting any supernatural shit to come out of it i was expecting it to be when you when you hear the title hereditary like i was mm. like oh this is gonna be like some crazy like um schizophrenia we're gonna get more into something very relatable and real I yeah, was not expecting right. uh, Supernatural stuff.
4: that's so funny cuz I saw a thing where it's like all the cast and crew like they don't describe it as a horror movie they describe it as a family drama Yeah, <laughs> really? yeah. yeah.
1: well that's totally. the whole thing and I think it is actually an allegory for mental illness and like the idea of like so hereditary mm-hmm. you can take it as like the hereditary curse that the grandma yeah. sort of Put upon the family, or you can take it as the hereditary curse of the grandma put upon the pa- family with her mental illness, right? Mm, yeah, so and, I, and... I do think that it teeters on the edge of like reality. And so, was any of that that happened towards the end actually happening?
5: Oh, okay. Or was it yeah. Mm.
1: The collective um, belief system of people who are de- dealing with mental illness, mm-hmm. specifically, like so. The mom character annie she briefly when she's in the um the grief support group who i think are the actual cult members at the end of the movie
5: so I'm when serious? she's are
2: they?
1: i think if you if you pay attention i think so i, I have to look back and, and look- there's some ahead. from the
3: funeral i think for sure yeah there the are some funeral. from the funeral yeah
1: so but so when she's describing her her mom's life story and she's describing the illnesses she talks about did which is like dissociative dissociative Mm. identity disorder which is multiple personality disorder it's like a new term for it Mm -hmm. and then after that scene of her discussing that her mom had that like she becomes that character where you sort of see these split versions Mm -hmm. of her where like sometimes she's pretty sane and she's just like this normal main character but other times she's totally manic
5: and you can't tell
1: like what's going on and i think the interesting thing is that when the father character who isn't biologically related, right? He's just this like married in family member. Poor with-
5: fucking uh, guy.
1: I know, <laughs> with guy, Poor that's Steve. when everything takes a full plunge into this paranormal world. And so I think the question is, is like, was that world real or was it just? What if
5: it's about a kid who decapitated his family by schizophrenia? Because yeah. her brother had schizophrenia
1: and killed himself. Her brother, her
5: dad, oh, yeah. her all had these traces
1: of yeah. mental illness, like severe, right? So uh-huh. it's like, what if the actual story is that all of these people were suffering from a delusion and they killed themselves? Yeah. And then yeah. as soon as the only character who's rooted in reality is removed, it just, the only thing you're seeing is that, non-reality
0: and i think it was all the father was the only one that was in reality and once he was was realistic it's crazy damn yeah Yeah. and i think (laughs)
1: that's
0: (laughs) i was about to ask you guys like maybe towards the end like do do you guys have any crazy ass theories or heard any crazy ass theories but that's pretty good i'm loving
3: this one yeah yeah that's really really cool the
1: thing that's really interesting (laughs) is when the first the seance scene where um annie is introducing the family the camera switches and you're seeing her from behind, and you're watching the father and the son's reaction to her. And they're kind of like, oh, fuck, this is happening mm-hmm. again. This bitch yeah, is like on one another time. Like, right. you know what I mean? And they're just kind of like, yeah. And I think that was such an interesting thing about this movie how it switches between like, Whose perspective are you watching because in a traditional movie when you're you trust the perspective of the person that you're watching that 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 they're telling you the truth that that perspective right. is reality whereas this one I think it like It shifts back and forth a lot.
3: Right. Yeah, and, and especially with Annie's character like because a lot of times like you were saying I mean sometimes she's perfectly sane like the first time she she or when when she meets Joan outside of like the craft store and Joan starts talking to her about like, oh, I met this medium, and like, I talked uh-huh. to my grandson, she's like completely skeptical, right? Uh-huh. But then, I mean, just flash forward a little, a, a, like, how long is that? Like a, a couple of weeks, maybe? Uh-huh. Um, she's she's in that position that Joan was in, trying to convince her family, and she's now the right. crazy person. So it's yeah. like, they do a really yeah. good job at like showing that there is some saneness to her, but it's, you know.
6: But you know, there's like... Really- Go What's ahead, really interesting is like, so I mean, Tony Collette's performance was incredible, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and she, I want to say that she had a little bit of practice, right? Because she was in that show. It wasn't on Netflix or Hulu or something. Uh, Tara, Showtime. the United States, United of Tara, States of Tara, where basically she played a person who mm. had like multiple identities. Like mm-hmm. she had the disorder. Hmm. um but i never put the two together so that's super interesting i really like that that whole take though yeah did so anyone them... get shelly Duval vibes no, from her no because her
4: acting was really good oh, no <laughs> she's like, oh. she was like she was like that's a good shelly Duval. she like was
0: like good. a good one but like oh, the same the same like kind of like exaggerated face melting okay. and shit like I that. See that yeah yeah she should have she should have played the the new one in the in uh what was it what was that
4: movie dr sleep dr sleep yeah she should have oh, played That been good mm. yeah so when so do- i was
1: watching this in theaters the second scene that had everybody like was that like dream sequence where she reveals to her son that she didn't want him oh my
5: god yeah. And, oh, yeah and it
1: wasn't the like the scary stuff it wasn't like the ants and it wasn't like all of that other stuff it was when she said that everyone in the theater was like
0: it's the like, real shit, like, <laughs> the real yeah, shit
1: yeah. when
0: they're when they're covered in the fucking paint thinner like i was like what the fuck they're sweating yeah and then all of a sudden i was like oh shit that was the best scene in the whole movie yeah, like, yeah. that's what's
4: I so crazy is the, the real stuff cuts,
0: like it was just fucking it yeah. was
4: good. the realistic stuff like you're saying hell and that's like that's the fucked up things to me like when i watched it i'm like oh, i don't want to look at this this fucking hurts yeah yeah
1: so miranda had the quote of all time so we watched it really late at night and then we got out of the theater and she was like she so she was visiting from in a from out of town so she had to like share a room with her mom and she got it oh, she got out of the theater and she was like i don't want to go sleep next to my mom <laughs> oh no <laughs> oh <God. shit.
0: laughs> she's gonna
6: try to pull her head off yeah
5: <laughs> oh man it's really funny
6: Um, Something that I noticed, I think this is my third time watching this, so the use, like, there's, like, really hardcore foreshadowing in the movie, Mm -hmm. right? Like, a lot of it. Oh, a lot. Uh, And a lot of it is, like, really, I think, well done. A lot of it's in the camera work, even. Like, my favorite, the favorite thing that I noticed is when the scene where she's going to Jones to participate in the seance, basically the camera is upside down and mounted on the ceiling so that it looks like she's walking on the roof and then it pans oh. over when she crosses to a normal view. Ugh, and I was like, like, oh, really? shit, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah,
4: yeah, that's interesting. That's actually one of the big criticisms I always hear about Ari Aster is that his movies are too predictable because they foreshadow that much. Like people mm-hmm. that are into film school and shit, I guess, like they're mm-hmm. more in tune with that kind of stuff. Uh, oh his movies aren't that like they're okay like they're pretty predictable like that kind of
5: predictability isn't the issue like
1: i think a good movie has some level of predictability because you're like along for the ride yeah yeah. but this movie in particular does that thing where like you can kind of predict what's going to happen you know the son is the actual main character because he's the first person on the scene and he's kind of like the black sheep and you know that there's like tension between him and him and his mom and that's going to come to like a forefront but you really don't know like There's the foreshadowing with the cutting of the head of the pigeon pigeon. and stuff.
2: Yeah,
5: but
1: you couldn't predict that. Yeah, yeah. That you know that that was gonna happen to her. You really couldn't predict that. Right. So I think it does both of those things really well. Like it serves you something that you could like be along for the ride and believe it, but also something that you're like anything
5: could happen.
0: Yeah, Yeah. for
4: sure. Yeah, I'm I'm too dumb to notice that kind of stuff. So I'm like, I'm I'm with you all
0: the way. Like I'm ready. You know. going back to like uh helen's conspiracy theory or whatever (laughs) um yeah like all the symbolism like directly relates to mental health like every single injury in this movie is directly related to the head yeah the the crow getting his head cut off uh the girl when he smashes his face on the the desk yeah uh what else When her mom saw fucking, her own neck oh, she she got just the playing the fiddle so it's all about like having the disconnect between the like you know your body and mind
3: but
4: yeah, yeah. But the grandma's head is cut off at the end too so.
3: yeah 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 quite guys, literally the disconnect yeah Oof. did you guys
1: like think anything about the like her role as an artist in miniatures that, oh like- yeah it Not was
0: really. it was it was very meta it was i, I felt like it was oh, right. it was like ari aster was also playing a joke on like the way that we feel about how he's how like is making us feel about the whole movie like it felt like he was using like these uh like i don't know they make that kind of stuff when you're making movies and he's uh-huh. like let's just add this into it so that way like i'm i'm he's he's almost like The pawn, or he's almost like the king that's moving all the chess pieces, even like towards us as the audience. Like it's it's weird.
1: Well, I think the grandma who is a character that you don't you don't really like engage with at all in a real way.
0: The grandma
1: is the puppeteer, right? Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. So she's like setting the stage. So like, I think the whole process, like the whole art process that she's engaging with, is Mm -hmm. a metaphor for like her grandma like setting the stage for their reality that nobody has a say in what happens because it's already been dictated by this person who's not even there anymore you
0: know Mm. yeah well they have remember when um what's what's the 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 male's character's name the boy uh peter peter when peter's in when peter's in class they're going over uh more greek mythology i remember the teacher asks them about like oh how do you feel about this person's downfall and then Somebody answers the question like, "Well, I'd like to think that they have more control of like their actions. If they don't, then it's more tragic because they're just a pawn in someone else's game." Yeah, and and that, and, and so that I can see like that the foreshadowing kind of yeah it is there. It's really right on the nose. I think right. yeah,
3: yeah. There's but the, it, like to stay on the foreshadowing. I mean, there's there's like foreshadowing that is a little bit more obvious. Like for example, when they're at the party and they're like cutting the walnuts to go into the cake, like. That's a little bit more blatant, but the other ones about like cutting the head off of the pigeon and you know other small things like that, you don't really realize it's foreshadowing at all until yeah, yeah. after it happens. So it's yeah. like a second have, rewatch, re- like a reward for right, watching exactly. it. Basically, yeah, yeah. And you
1: have this belief when you're a moviegoer, like that the main character is going to be okay, and so
3: the hero, yeah.
1: You kind of think that, like, first you think Charlie is going to be okay, like you. Kind of like you know you have that belief that so you're not going to predict that she's yeah. going
5: to
0: die. Yeah, I sure. didn't and think that she was dead, but because well, honestly, because <laughs> she was such a weird little fucking thing, but I was like, I was like, she's obviously like the fucking freak, right? Like, <laughs> I don't know, like it was that was like the best misdirection. Like it was like, look at this weird ass mm-hmm. little kid. She's going to be the weird one, and then it was just yeah. like, Whoa, wait a second. It was that I appreciated that wasn't
6: there like a plot reason like she didn't even tell them like her mom about Peter when he was born or something? Yeah, like, she mentions that, and that Charlie, when Charlie was born, she was like, "Okay, I'll let her come around," and then she like dug her hooks into her and yeah. right. Well, Charlie was had, supposed to be Peter or something because don't they call Peter Charlie at the end too? Like, there's all kinds of. Oh, questions yeah, there. he wanted, oh, char- or like that, wanted that, Charlie, or the grandma wanted Charlie to be a boy.
3: A boy, right? Which is interesting because she has a very male name too. Like, so there's all of that influence. Is, uh,
0: but char- Charlie was Charlie. <laughs> Charlie is Charles. Charles yeah. was her brother that killed himself. Yeah. Uh-huh. So that's oh really? Thing, like, yes. That
5: the mom had a
1: son, and you can infer from. The, so the grandma had a son, it's the mom's brother. And you brother. can infer from what they're saying that like he killed himself and he was, when he killed himself, he accused the gra- the, the grandmother of trying to put people in his body. Yep. And he killed that <laughs> off of yeah.
5: schizophrenia.
1: But what you can see is that it was true, like that that, yeah. was, that right. was what was trying to happen. Yeah. And then um, Annie, the mom inadvertently actually protected Peter for a while by removing the grandma from the like from I mean, his their mom.
3: life yeah mm-hmm. but
1: then so charlie's born and then she starts to feel guilt so she um introduces the grandma to charlie yeah. and so when you see the embroidery it says charles right yeah and so the mom like the grandma knew that it was supposed to be a male right and yeah. that mm. at the end the idea is that Peter dies, Charlie inhabits his body, and Charlie is the demon. Yeah. So Charlie right. is now a man who is the actual um what's his name Pig...
0: Payman
6: Payman
5: Payman Payman Payman, Payman.
1: Payman.
0: Payman. Hail Payman, Payman. Payman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. Which
6: is so Charlie in that context is the son? Chart Char-
0: Charlie? The
6: no, it's Payman. He's he's the demon. Pay- oh, she right. is she is the demon
0: like, Payman, and I ugh. think. I th- I, so I she won't. was
1: born as a female, and they corrected that by sacrificing Peter so that Charlie could become Peter. Yeah. Does right. that make sense?
6: Yeah, inhabit. And we're saying Charlie, a, also like as, a host. And Charlie, the daughter, or Charlie, as in Charlie, okay. Charles, so, the brother. So, oh, okay, this is where wild. This is where, <laughs> where,
3: this is where you know, it gets
0: crazy, but okay, I think it's very on the nose when you see the little, okay. Did you guys see the little fucking uh the little things, the little thing, the little the light, the, the little light? light? Yeah, oh. I think that was a very oh. physical representation of Payman leaving characters' bodies to go and possess other bodies, yeah
6: okay. mm-hmm.
0: so so once Charlie died, Payman left Charlie and got into Anne so right. I
1: think I think that Anne was so I think Anne when she's having this mental breakdown, I think she's actually still herself. And I think the moment she gets possessed is when the husband Steve is lit on fire, because remember, she's freaking out and she thinks she's going to get lit on fire. And then all of a sudden he burns and she's really sad for a moment. And then she sinks back to herself. I think she actually got possessed by the grandma. And then that's when That's when she goes and does everything where she's like, she goes to Peter and she's like trying to get him to kill
5: himself,
3: which I think really touches in on like the fact that like her profession is making these miniature miniature things like it's setting the stage for things like her character is being completely possessed and she's being used as the the, the person that's going to actually make these things into fruition. Right. Like her. She's not the main person. She's not going to be payment, but she's going to make it so. Payman can find a host, which is her son Peter.
1: Yeah, yeah. And did you guys see? Like, so the figure, the little miniatures are based on real life. And there's one in the initial where um, Anne is breastfeeding what you presume is Charlie. Yeah. And then the mom, the grandma the is grandma. trying to
4: Charlie like pulling her shirt yeah. down. Yeah. And oh, then at one
1: point, at the towards the end of the movie, she makes a miniature of. Peter with his head off, which is the only one thus far that isn't rooted in something that's already happened. So mm-hmm. that's kind of like the the foreshadowing.
6: Yeah, I wanted to bring that up again, because the there is, you know, there is scenes that happen in real life in the miniatures, or, you know, the reality of the movie, whatever oh, right. you want to call it. And there's one that's like the grandma watching from the doorframe of the parents' room Chills. while they uh, presume they're having sex, but maybe they're not. Oh, I don't know. she's planning she's like, it. Yeah. So she's, she's been it. waiting. She's
0: been waiting for the male host.
1: So did you guys? Okay. So when I didn't notice this either times, but Will brought it up, and I'm like, maybe that's what happened. So when when Charlie dies and. Peter comes into the house and he's like in shock, and you just like see him walk to his room and go to sleep. Were the parents having sex? Could you hear them like having sex oh. in the Because like Will was like, Are they doing it? Like that was his first thing, and <laughs> I, I was like, I heard, oh. I heard these breathe like
5: sex.
4: Oh, <laughs> really? I didn't hear the The only thing I heard was, What is it? There's like, Oh, good, they're home. Like, I don't yeah. know. That's yeah. all I heard. Yeah so like that,
1: if yeah. so i think that would tie in really interestingly to what jay was noticing about the like
5: that the scene grandma watching oh. scene
1: because her her death would conceive this new reality where that would usher in like this whole chaos right right
6: interesting yeah. and the i mean to kind of play back on james's point where you know he's kind of feeling that ari aster is doing this on purpose to play on the fact that like he is the puppeteer so to speak of the movie itself he's um, playing with your,
0: your heartstrings
6: yeah i liked where she's making the miniature of the the accident oh, and man. uh steve right the dad Yeah. yeah. yeah he's basically like well, why the fuck are you doing this and she's like it's a perfectly <laughs> neutral representation of the accident
3: yeah. which i kind of yeah. felt like
6: the scene where it happens was too like it really yeah. wasn't Anybody's fault necessarily is just like the circumstances.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah? yeah. And did you guys catch? Like speaking of that, like when when Annie's talking to Joanne and she's talking about. So Joanne's like, so what's your relationship like with your son? And she's like, well, he hates me because I lit him. I tried to light him on fire.
3: On <laughs> yeah. Imagine,
0: deal. imagine casually bringing that up. <laughs>
1: right. So she's yeah. like a fucking deal, and now I can never like. Rip like, now I can never make amends, but I honestly didn't mean to do it. Whatever. It was just an accident. And then, like, the, the next scene is her, like, yelling at him at dinner for an accident that right. he really didn't, like...
3: It wasn't his you know, fault.
1: It wasn't his yeah. fault. Yeah. And her and... Him. So it's this whole, like, hereditary cycle, you know what right.
3: I mean? And, like, to just keep touching on, like, the, the fear factor being a lot of chaos, like, just that alone, like, their their conversation at the dinner table and like it sucks because like it's again it's nobody's fault but like you could say like well you know like if maybe if you weren't getting high you could like have been watching your sister and like or maybe like and then he's just like well she didn't want to go to the party mom why did she go you know and he's like it's true which pisses me off why did the mom make her go to that party like obviously she's very different she's not going to fit in with that crowd at all and not that she knows exactly what the crowd is but they never have an epi pen at the funeral, they foreshadow it. where does that have chocolate in it? Two characters say that, both yep. um, Annie or uh, nuts. I'm sorry. Both Annie and Steve, like, does that have chocolate in it? We don't have her EpiPen. Yeah, why they would? never they never have her epi pen, but they're constantly hyper aware of it. And it triggers me so much <laughs> so I they, they send. Her off.
1: Kind of how we are about accidents. like most accidents sure. don't happen. We are kind of constantly aware that they could happen at any moment does never
6: prepared epi- for it,
1: yeah, exactly. Right. Because if they had an EpiPen, like
6: they wouldn't have had would that a that have
1: actually prevented them. I don't know, like maybe it would have, yeah, probably. She probably wouldn't have stuck her head out the window if she hadn't been, yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah,
5: yeah. He would have just gave it to her, she would have done a bomb ripping, rip
0: <laughs> but okay, so this is the thing is that since <laughs> the, there's a theory that going back to what I was saying is that P- payment has always been in Charlie's bodies from the beginning. Yeah. I'm going to say something kind of controversial. Uh-oh. She's, she's, uh, you know, she looks, she's got like cleft lip and stuff. So she has like a little bit of,
5: yeah.
0: uh, uh, deformities and she stuff. So yeah. So I think that that's also a play on, it's not the perfect body for payment. So it's, it's even being shown on the actual actress, mm. which I think is... Oh, I, you're saying, maybe, like,
4: the demon did that to her kind um, of the
0: demon, The demon, I think it's a, a, a real representation of it is not the body that he's supposed to be in, so it's not... Yeah. You, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, well,
1: yeah. I, think, but, I think that if you follow the miniature where the grandma has, is breastfeeding, is trying to breastfeed Charlie, if you assume that she actually did it, you could, like... Make this connection that she planted the seed in Charlie, yeah, to And I think that's come, right. That's so what that, like, it is. anything that happens from that point is yeah. moving her toward the
0: direction so, of becoming. Back to so, Payman is going to try to kill Charlie regardless. Payman knows yeah. that she's allergic to nuts. So, she's yeah. going to eat the nuts, and everything, everything is all. Part of payments plan you know what i mean like it's all in motion <laughs> well, he's I think- gonna kill he's gonna kill himself anyways himself i know it's kind of
4: that's weird, funny to think right? about because yeah. at one point he literally takes over uh Char- or what's his name peter's body and like does fucked up things but you're like no nah, i'm gonna make her eat these nuts <laughs> it's like yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so weird, yeah. yeah
2: yeah i don't know like it, like I like think, think about it
5: He took over
1: charlie's body i mean peter's body i thought that was charlie Mimicking the symptoms of what she was going through when her her esophagus was closing and she had her head and her arm out the window. Oh man! Like in his.
3: He also says it when he's smoking weed under the bleachers. He's like, "It feels like my throat." He literally says, "My throat's getting bigger." He says the exact same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like something that, I mean, he's like a high schooler. He's a little older. Like he would know, like, oh, like my throat is swelling, or like he wouldn't use those words, but he uses her exact words. I yeah. think My we've all had bigger. those
0: moments smoking weed. Freaking well, out. <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh fuck! I fucking died. Yeah.
5: Back, I was like,
1: I feel like that'd be the time to like take a week or two off of smoking. It's <laughs> <laughs> like decapitated, yeah. and I was like,
4: Oh yeah. I
1: was yeah. like, I couldn't even watch this movie on weed. I
2: couldn't even.
0: Like, <laughs> this is <laughs> the greatest anti- weed campaign of all
3: time. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, melting got into got a couch, off. your sister's yeah. head got chopped off <laughs> yeah, cuz <'cause> you were <laughs> high who's
0: dating
5: who that chick's so high yeah oh i was going to ask
0: do you
5: guys think the demon placed the deer in the road cuz also yeah, like, and, see,
0: oh. and see that's like that's like the thing is how far does like the control and, and everything's part of the plan like yeah, how far he's does, like, does like, he go re- you know what i mean he like, does something
4: and he puts know. his little stamp on the pole you know <laughs> I, I believe. Yeah, that.
1: So, yeah. So bring it around. Like, is it the demon, or is the true fear that we never branch far away from the seeds that our parents plant in us? Right. Like yeah, that Which
0: like, is which is another theme. It, yeah, it, it, like it's like, good. Is
1: it the demon, or are is the demon your mom? Like
5: you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs>
6: like, you... Yeah, yeah.
0: That's I'm, like,
5: curious
6: about Ari Aster's personal family like relationships. Like, does he just have a terrible? Yeah, because yeah, he says I, I just, based on
4: like a curse that he his family has or
3: something that he says yeah, they oh have. God. Okay. Not well, literally, obviously. Okay. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm just like slightly <laughs> literally. Like, <laughs> okay. <dude. laughs> Family's got some weird shit going on, and Ari Aster wrote two ridiculously horrific family problem movies. Like, yeah. I yeah. who the fuck can write that without having some experience? Yeah. In but
1: it's like to, to cycle it back It's it, it shows like the true fear isn't like this paranormal stuff it's like right. it's the the interpersonal like what's going on in your own head but also yeah. then how you relate with those closer
5: to, like closest to you because of that
6: yeah it truly is like the substance and not the not necessarily what you're seeing on screen but what you're thinking about because of those things yeah. mm-hmm. and it's hard for me to pin another movie that does that in the same
3: way like yeah i can't mm. so, so i think rare.
1: i think that like um get out and us do that mm. and but not but like not as like personally like you don't take it as personal yeah. in those movies but you can get yourself in this like loop of thinking
5: about like
3: yeah i could see get out and us being more like societal and then yeah. this movie being more personal interpersonal like family mm-hmm. relationships yeah for sure. yeah yeah um yeah so i want to get back into and touch a little bit more on the cast uh so uh charlie Scare- or charlie and peter um alex wolf and millie shapiro they have worked with each other or well they they i think they went to school together like, like yeah some kind true. of um yeah so they they had a relationship to you know like in that regard uh and then also steve uh gabriel Byrne, he also played alex wolf's dad in like a tv show or something prior So they know each other too. So like these three main family characters all like the the actual actors have relationships with one another like prior. And Mm -hmm. Tony Collette is the outcast again. And like that was also very intentional with just I mean Ari Aster like literally would have he would have Mm -hmm. Charlie and Peter their characters like go out and do things like out on the town in character to like Mm -hmm. build on that. And like tony Collette was very much uh an outcast and like it was very intentional that and i just love when directors and writers like have just this intention like so much off screen and it sounds like all woo woo and shit but i mean it worked like yeah annie's an outcast and it's just like it does it's very it's done very well yeah so I but guess...
4: also,
1: like, she just plays the role so well where she's so right. intense mm-hmm. and like she takes on being the outcast and, and she talks about being blamed right where she's like i have all yeah. of this bullshit and like but i'm i'm to blame and she takes it on so well but she's also just like the perfect person i think like i don't think this movie would be half as good as it is
5: without
3: her I agree. oh yeah for sure she did such a good job
4: yeah but i was gonna, gonna say uh i guess or i read that ari aster wrote like long ass like biographies and, like, histories of all these characters. And, like, mm-hmm. I feel like you can you feel that in this movie. Like, these characters have history. Like, when Annie's telling all the the uh, the uh meeting or whatever about, like, her past, like, it's, like, so detailed. And it's just, group. like, yeah. I don't know. You just feel this history that you don't show. You when just you, feel it.
1: And you feel it in the tension with one another. Before anything fucked up happens, like, yeah. when well. she's just dealing with her kids, you feel like the intensity of, like, things that aren't being said in the movie, right? So, like, you can feel the tension between Peter and, um, his mom. But you could also feel how much Anne like, really cares for Charlie, but then is also, like, super overbearing and, like, probably doing some stuff that'll fuck her up, right? Like, you know what I mean? Like, you could feel yeah, all Yeah, borderline
3: of the- abusive. Like, she, like, yeah. for example, the scene where, uh, Charlie is out walking in the... wherever, without her shoes on, she calls her an idiot, doesn't she?
5: Yeah. Like,
3: yeah. like she runs out there. She's like, "What are you doing out here?" You like, and she literally is like, mentally like, verbally yeah. abusing her, and it's like, oof, yikes.
1: But it's like she's verbally abusive, but you can tell that it's not like out of nowhere, right? Like you can yeah. tell, there's, right. like, yeah. years and years of like compounded shit that's and just frustration, right?
3: yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um. Yes. Yeah, yeah, to so to stay on the stay on the cast and like to transition into the character we haven't talked about too much, Joan. Um man, like when we first meet her, just the sincerity. I think she, for me, I mean, okay, Tony Collette did a really fucking great job, but uh Joan's character and Dowd, um really fucking great performance out of her, just mm-hmm. her sincerity and everything that she kind of delivers. It's so genuine, and like when you, when my first watch, I'm just like, this is just a sweet lady. I could see her playing Mrs. Claus, you know, like she's so (laughs) jovial and. Yeah, I thought she was gonna be like another victim. I thought she was gonna get
0: her head chopped off or some shit.
5: (laughs) No,
1: (laughs) no,
0: Helen, go ahead.
5: No,
1: have you guys seen um, what's that show on Hulu about the women who are like in this like futuristic, patriarchal society, and they're all handmaid's oh, tale there
3: you go. yes i've heard of that but have I you guys seen
1: it. it no so so yeah, if you watch it, it so she, that actress plays this matriarchal abusive character mm. and so like she's so much of the same character from that show that mm, right when yeah. she was there you were kind of like
3: <laughs> okay, so, you know, so you were already like vibes were like, off Yeah. yeah but, but,
1: like, why are you grabbing on her yeah. so hard in front of this Hobby Lobby like it wasn't oh, no, I
3: was I was totally vibing with her character I was like this is a sweet grandma a sweet grandma. Like, a mm-hmm. was. Mm-hmm. She's of yeah, yeah, she's bit um, Yeah. So the bit of uh, Speaking of other shows, he is the chieftain in the show Vikings in the first season. Why is he oh, just oh, British? Wow. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's <he's>, usually
2: <laughs> What, that right? Is he
5: not? I feel I feel like, like he just, was like,
4: like half the time he was British and the other half he was just like American accent. It was, maybe
5: like, we're just mixed.
4: I don't yeah, know. Maybe, I like, just maybe, thought maybe he was
0: British, British and dad. I was like, huh,
6: British dad. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's <laughs> weird.
5: Dad, <laughs> You're right. You could have a British dad.
6: Um, um, <laughs> Alex Wolf, and then this is probably like after we stop watching Disney Channel and shit like that. But he is from the Naked Brothers Band. Yeah. Do you guys remember that? Yeah. What is that? It's a Nickelodeon it was, it show. A show. Yeah, yeah it's so like a post-Jonas Brothers Band.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
5: Yeah. Two brothers. band yeah, yeah.
4: yeah. Two brothers. Yeah, yeah.
5: Two brothers. He was
6: in that or on that. I don't, it, was it a show? Was it a band? It was, or was a it show. Both? I don't know. Both,
4: yeah. Okay. Um, but it's about like yeah. a boy band?
6: Yeah. yeah. Well, it's they were two like brothers. young. They're so
4: young, dude.
6: Twelve or something yeah maybe weird. younger and he grew up to become you know ultimately Amen. the yeah. king of hell or whatever so, yeah.
1: so i was complaining about this during both both times that i watched this movie but will brought it up so like i think that he is the only one who is obviously like not a part of the family like to me he just doesn't like he kind of looks like his mom a little Pete, bit are we talking about like, peter yeah, Peter. Yeah.
0: He looked all, he's just different. darker.
1: Like, he looks ethnically different to me. Yeah, he right? looks
0: way yeah. different. Those yeah. thick then, ass eyebrows and...
1: Yeah. And then Will was like, well, maybe that's intentional. Like, maybe that's to show how he's kind of... Because if you think about the end of the movie, like, him and his dad are not there. They're just characters who aren't important to this whole, like... Ritual. Yeah, yeah, ritual yeah. plot, right? Like, they just don't exist anymore. So
3: yeah kind of like disposable shells right Like yeah. which is right. what they need to be for payment to kind of have a host yeah interesting because mm-hmm. i noticed that too i like my first watch i was just like okay like these characters are strange looking like charlie's odd looking peter is even kind of odd looking like and th- this does not look like a family like at all
1: but, I but feel maybe like it the was mom, very different. the mom and charlie sometimes they look kind of like i think maybe. so especially in scenes where she's very like distressed because there's like sometimes Ooh. her hair is very nicely done and sometimes it's very like wild and her hair just... kept
0: getting wild and more wild
4: as <laughs> I was like what the fuck
1: and I mean... felt like when she was getting a little bit more wild like she kind of looked more like her daughter
4: yeah the okay. famous oh, okay. like face yeah. like
6: stretching over yeah, her, oh, yeah. yeah. I think Char- Charlie's the actress Millie Shapiro had like a Broadway run or something, right? She like comes from Broadway. I feel
4: like a lot of them did when I was looking. She at... she
0: played Matilda. Matilda,
6: Matilda yeah. In the, oh, in the Broadway, which is nice. another like
0: spooky, like mind reading, floating <laughs> oh, <yeah>. child or <laughs> <laughs> whatever.
3: <laughs> I don't know. Spooky mind reading. Yeah.
5: Spooky yeah. kids.
3: Shines yeah. a little bit, maybe. Yeah. Yeah.
6: No, that looks interesting. <clears throat> um, yeah, I think it, something that has been coming up, and I this is just, like, my own personal interests lie heavily in, like, cinematography when it comes to movies. And so somebody was, maybe it's on Reddit or something, had brought up the fact that, like, a lot of these modern movies are being underexposed, and you get this kind of more, like, raw image that just looks darker. Mm-hmm. And that was 100% the case with this. Like, after I read that, I watched this, and I just noticed, like, especially the scenes around the seance and when she's like in the walls and walking on the ceiling, like they're very dark. Dark. You know, Mm -hmm. even though like it looks like it's maybe dawn, like it's the sun is about to come up or something. But the images are super dark and bleak, right? And you have these like very dry colors almost like uh, it's it's a really interesting choice, Mm -hmm. especially when you compare it to *Midsummer*, which is super bright and it's still bleak somehow, right? Like the colors are very I don't know, Pest Did yeah. you okay. want, like,
1: did you notice, so all of the models that were in the house that weren't like the work that she was working on for this upcoming show, they were like presumably older pieces that were just like around the house, right? Mm-hmm. And I think important stuff was happening with them that sort of mimicked the cin- cinematography where so like there's one that's in the living room where they have the seon where you only up until that point see the top of it. And it just looks like a normal house. And then as soon as she's, like, coming down the stairs and they're entering the sands, you see below it and there's all of these, like, piled houses.
5: Yeah. And then yeah.
1: the lights are on sometimes, but the lights are off on other times. So I feel like the darkness of the movie and then that play with the, the sets and the model making is all about, like, what's underneath? So, like, what's... Mm beneath the surface of what you're actually seeing so sometimes that was a scene where it was like really dark in the background and you could faintly see somebody but other times it was like this is the model on top but this is the model underneath it or all the times that all the characters looked under the table right like what's going on beneath (laughs) the surface here
6: yeah i loved that the model with the houses stacked Yeah. yeah and I kind of took that as like another play on the like concept of being hereditary, like family yeah. generations or whatever. Just and the tree. Yeah. 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 But it was such a cool like
3: sculpture. Yeah, yeah it was. Yeah. Um, so yeah, to I, I let's transition a little bit to the music. Uh so music done by Colin Stetson. MVP Just, of the movie, dude. Yeah. Ooh. So eerie, like throughout throughout this whole film i think i saw something that like he like got some inspiration from this by like walking in the woods in the middle of the night and pitch dark or something <laughs> some crazy shit you know and it's just so it's so fucking eerie and so the, the scene... music
0: for me like i was like what the fuck like i it was such a low like <laughs> like like <laughs> bass fart like it was like mm. so I was like, who the fuck's playing their music outside my window? I was like, (laughs) (laughs) I paused it and I was like, oh, it's fucking the movie. Like, it was just like so, like, low. It was like the lowest frequency, like, Mm -hmm. ever.
3: Like, I was like, what the fuck? It sounded like bass music outside the the door. Like, it was weird. Yeah, so one weird thing that I I, want to look back at, and kind of like compare these two things but so the ending scene when they are in like the clubhouse and there's like that music playing and it's like this ascending and descending scale <laughs> song, and it's almost like um uh, it's just like a kind of a nice tone like if you weren't watching what was happening it would be like a very peaceful kind of melody
2: mm-hmm.
3: i feel like that's very similar to the scene in midsummer where they're yeah. first being introduced to the to the uh commune
1: so no um, i was such a similar say,
3: ascending descending scale
1: i was gonna say so the two things about the music that stood out was what you're talking about so i thought that like the music at the end of this movie seemed very triumphant and right. i think that's the same at, as at midsummer where there's yes. the end you don't have to go into more detail but you know right. what i mean. Like, I think they're playing on the same things where like the most sinister part is also the most triumphant part right yeah
3: it's like-
4: but then, somebody
3: want happened. here because yeah. yeah think about it this way like both movies i mean again not to get too much into midsummer but both movies like things went according to plan it's just exactly. like whose plan are you following right exactly. but the things went right are we asked ass aster ass <laughs> <laughs> the other was, uh,
1: was during the like the whole scene where charlie's about to lose her head and when she does the music is so minimal and i think that was so yeah. intentional where it's like you don't need to do much right here. Right. Like yeah. there's no striking motion. Like the whole thing is like, there's no striking like notes when it happens. Cause you don't know that it happened. Cause that would be you if you were driving the car where you're like, did that just happen? Do I mm. think what just happened happened? Right. And mm. I thought that was such a brilliant move to like remove that whole scene is very like naked, you know, it's just like, Peter and it's the car and it's like the foggy shit. You can't see anything. Yeah. You can't see what's going on. You can't necessarily hear. So I think that was such a brilliant move to like, just remove everything and to be in that character's shoes.
3: Remove the senses. Yeah. And we, and we talked about that a lot in our last episode of Jaws, where it was like less is more, where really it was just like, we're going to just let you deal with this. Just like, just like Peter has to deal with this right now. Yeah. And it was just really well done. For sure and yeah. that's a big deal like in music in general is like the
6: the the blank space right is just as important mm-hmm. as the notes that you're choosing mm-hmm. and in, in so would, many things like in comedy too sure, right yeah. like timing you know. Timing. Yeah. i would argue that even going beyond the music like just the sound design as a whole was uh, like super on point like the things that they had to create like how do you create the sound of somebody's head falling off their body hitting <sighs> uh-huh. a telephone pole how do you, when she's banging her head <laughs> on the ceiling, that, oh, was, yeah. <laughs> that was crazy, right? Oh, you <laughs> or I would be, um,
1: argue that like some of um, Annie's and the mom, Tony's like monologues were very musical where she's like, ah! and like, you know what I mean? She's like rambling mm. off and she takes pauses and then she rambles off. And like, it's very much like the sense that you get when you're talking to somebody who's like, really not there right where they're just like mm. on their own rhythm and yeah. they're just like in that whole thing and they're i
3: thought that was frequency yeah yeah oh boy god yeah the piano wires what i don't what the fuck is she cutting her head off with like you you, you, hear, you hear it first <laughs> same thing a lot of times like they'll you'll, you'll hear something for, especially towards the end like you hear the knocking on the door and you think it's just like pounding, but it's her face. Like, yeah. what the fuck? <laughs> I, was, I was like,
0: how the fuck did she get up there? And then it was just like, I'm on gonna- oh, <laughs> oh, I, like, oh, I was like, you got, got me. I was, I was like, okay, dude, what? like, fucking
1: <laughs> <laughs> Well, the movie's more subtle and it hasn't entered that paranormal realm where they're first starting with the seances. A mm. lot of the time, like you see the glass move once, and then the rest of it is that you're hearing it move and you're looking at the person's reaction. Yeah. So opposite of the typical horror movie thing where, like, you see stuff fly across the room or you see stuff move, and that is supposed to make you really scared. Where it's like you're just hearing that glass drag across the mm. table, and you're like,
3: Ooh. and especially, especially the, and the little, yeah, yeah. Draw. yeah. The, the tongue click is so eerie in the backseat of the car. Oof, yeah, pretty good. Chills. That's a good yeah, point. Yeah.
6: I think the the reactions, right? Like, not only in the movie but outside of the movie, especially if you watch it in the theater, the reactions are what made it. Like the reactions yeah. of the characters, the reactions of the audience, and it's it very much is like we've hit a point in horror where I don't need to see the glass, you yeah. know, shoot twenty feet away and really. shatter. But to watch and and I think what the big like juxtaposition here is like that she is excited that the glass is moving. She wants the glass to move. She like loses her mind when the glass moves. And the other dude the dad and the son are like, oh, holy shit, you know, they're kinda of, like shook. Yeah.
1: And then that's a repeat of the scene previously where Annie didn't want to see the glass move yeah. and Joanne mm. which I always thought so back to the whole conspiracy theory that none of this is real. Annie,
5: <laughs> Joanne?
1: When you look at the like the thing, mm. the, her her um doormat, it says Joanne. I'm like,
5: do you Jo-Annie? know what I mean? Yeah. does
1: Joanne even exist? Yeah. But anyways, in the first scene of the seance, like Anne is very distressed by everything that's happening, and Joanne is very like she loves it. And that that whole like difference between the two is super unsettling because that's so fucked up. There's no situation where, like, one person's totally stoked and one person's, like, totally afraid, right? We don't live right. through those things in close like, corners. Super
6: horrified. Yeah. And it's, it, you know, to see it, like, the first time it was uncomfortable and then you see it again with, like, and she switches the role and it just feels even more uncomfortable somehow. Yeah. You're just like, oh. yeah. It was great. Nice. I Whoa. think that,
1: like, So I feel like I'm. I to go back to Adrian's initial question. Like, do do you think you're like a horror buff or like are you interested in horror? I never really liked horror at all, but I have to say, like my favorite films of the last couple of years are horror films, and I think Mm. it says a lot about like the movie industry right now. I think Mm. it's about like we're all so tired of remakes, and we're so tired of like not just remakes, but like the same sort of films being made over and over again Maybe. and horror is really like filling this niche where like now something that was really like sort of like a a b movie or like a subgroup is yeah. like taking the forefront because you can be
5: more creative yeah, that
2: yeah. Gets, yeah. right. So,
0: yeah.
2: I, think I
0: agree but i feel like i don't know i i just i i've never been able to take horror seriously and i still feel the same like even with this kind of movie too this movie Interesting. here Interesting. I, agree I just I, I just can't i just can't help but just laugh at it yeah, yeah, like,
5: yeah.
0: even at the end of the day <laughs> like mm-hmm. I, I i watch when i watch horror movies like yeah i'll scream here and there but mostly mm-hmm. i'm laughing <laughs> like yes yeah, i agree a lot of the time a lot yeah of the
3: time, i'm terrified <laughs> but <laughs> is but, it a horror yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah i don't know
4: yeah i agree but it's like there's only certain people that i've and like excited about watching their horror movies like Ari Aster, Robert Eggers, yeah. Jordan Peele. These movies yeah. they're like horror but like not like totally horror. Like they have like other things to them. Yeah. Right? They're not like but just like slasher silly. bloody and, bullshit. And
0: that's and that's like where it lost me when I when I say that there's a first half of this movie and a second half of the movie. Like the first half I was really digging because it felt slow burny similar to something like um what's the other slow burning movie we watched <laughs> <laughs> uh chili oh it, shining. It, felt, it felt shining-esque where you didn't know that it was you didn't know that it was supernatural just yet and then once mm. the supernatural stuff came for me that's where i felt like it kind of lost me like i was like now yeah. it's just a horror movie again like mm. now it's doing the things that I agree with I don't you. know like I'm just kind of lost on, you know what I mean? That's how I that's yeah. how I like, like I was like this is really good. I wanted that family drama like I wanted it to be like this is real. This is this is something that can happen to anyone. This is things that, you know, you
4: you you can never outrun your blood, yeah. you know? Yeah, I yeah, feel like. And once, that's where I felt
0: like I was lost in the
4: last. Yeah, once the mom was floating around and doing all that shit, I was like, yeah, okay, like, whatever. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, and that's when I was so... I was like, what? Come on.
1: <laughs> that's why you guys have to review Midsummer later. Like, respond <laughs> to Because if you think about it, like, the slow burn is the majority of the movie. And then, like, yeah. the last 20, 15 minutes are that, like, descend into non reality. And so, like, I still think that these movies, like, I think this, m- Midsummer, Us, Get Out, are like filling this hole that we have in our culture right now for like new scripts, right? Original, are, like, yeah, original ideas, and
0: like, I'm not even bashing in yeah. this movie, but I was like, damn, it's got, it's got it, but then it just all of a sudden didn't, didn't totally capitalize on what it was doing i thought it yeah and
3: been- i i think i agree with that too like for me you know there was so much that i've really loved about this movie and then once it once it got like really towards the end and towards like the, the paranormal i was like okay like who the fuck is payment i have to do some homework now and figure <laughs> out this goddamn yeah. plot because yeah. you know and it's you know maybe that's a little bit away right
0: but even that's always a good sign. Like so, so yeah, I'm I'm kind of bashing the latter half of the movie, but the, the very final scene fucking brings up a whole freaking hour of conversation. <laughs> you know what the fuck is actually going on? Which is right. always a good thing to be said about any movie. If if it makes you go on the internet and and like what's payment? What is this? Who's right. that? You know that's always a yeah. good thing. But you know still.
1: But I think like I also think that that. Like, you could take it or leave it. Like, you could research it after that movie, and you could really get into what the whole curse was and what was going on with the cult. Or you could just not, and you could still get a really interesting experience out of the movie where it was, like, it was mostly about the family. But it I feel like
0: if, if you do that, that like, what you just said, then it's not compelling. I feel like if you if yeah. you don't push yourself to, like, want to understand it, then... It's not good. <laughs> I think. i <I've> <laughs> forget
1: it.
4: What With, is it? Uh, oh. Jennifer. Jennifer Hurt. Lawrence. I don't know. And it was
1: like a horror film. What is what it called? It? It's called Mother. And it's a horror film. And it's Jennifer Lawrence. So I feel like that is a movie you should watch. And I feel like it is the last 20 minutes of this movie just on repeat. Where you're like, it's really interesting. A bunch of shit's going on. But you don't know what the fuck's happening. Like, you are just kind of like.
3: I can't sit through a whole movie. That's the last twenty minutes of this movie. I'm gonna tell you <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and <laughs> and Not alone. It, if you guys want to come over, we're gonna watch it. But I think you
5: watch it because I think it's. I don't know. It's interesting.
3: Yeah.
6: I I want to just circle back to what Helen was saying about the uh, you know the hole in the movie industry right now where we're just getting a lot of remakes and stuff like that. Like, and I'm not gonna i mean i'm partially going to sit here and you know uh praise a24 yet again but (laughs) you know they the the movies they are putting out are this niche where it's like this isn't a remake this isn't some bullshit this is just like some weird shit or some new shit or some different shit maybe it's horror maybe it's not it doesn't really matter they're all over the spectrum but in this case like i think it's it's you know it's it is different it's a horror movie that's a little different and it doesn't really feel like horror so much, you know, in the traditional yeah. sense, but it does give us like something new. And I, for that reason alone, like I have to gravitate towards those kinds of things. I don't really consider myself like a horror fan, but I do like the movies that you listed, like Us Get yeah. Out This yeah. Midsummer. They are interesting in more, you know, it's not just like here's a bunch of gore for an hour and a half, right? Like yeah. it's. Yeah. Yeah, there's exactly. there's crazy shit here. There's like stuff going on that you wouldn't see mm-hmm. in any other, you know, b- blockbuster coming out of of, yeah. of one of these big studios. Because, yeah, there's I mean I don't know what you want to pin it on, but there's like these producers are afraid to take risks, but yeah, not all yeah. of them. Like here's this small yeah. corner of the world that's like let's just yeah. make some weird shit and see what happens, and it's working, right? Yeah, yeah. like Light- think- Lighthouse was fucking crazy. Did you see Lighthouse on or no?
1: No, but I just read the whole. I read a whole Buzzfeed article, and now I know that Edward Cullen jacks off. I <laughs>
2: Pretty
0: great, yeah. Um, <laughs> Edward Cullen, jeez, <laughs> put some respect on my man's name, man. Yeah. Hey,
3: no, Eddie, Robert Pattinson is going to watch places it, and I'm has been. Now, places.
1: Now, I'm, now I have an actual reason to watch. No, I'm just kidding.
3: But, <laughs> <laughs> okay.
2: Yeah.
1: But no, like I think, like I don't particularly enjoy horror like i said this is one of my favorite movies and i don't necessarily want to watch it again like it's not an enjoyable thing but i a hundred percent appreciate that like most of the time when i'm going to a movie these days it's just to like nostalgia and hang out with some friends and Mm -hmm. i appreciate when i go to a movie and i'm like taken for a fucking ride right where like i'm engaged with the art form that's happening and it's 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 just drawing me in and and I it think sticks with job you, job. right? Yeah.
3: Exactly. Yeah. 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 Nice. So I think we're getting pretty close to jump right into ratings here. What Where are we at as far as time goes? I think we're probably about there.
6: We're an hour and 34 in with 20
0: minutes of a other stuff. Yeah. Um,
3: so yeah, well, I, I think let's jump right into ratings. I haven't went first in quite a while, so I will I'll go ahead and take take the floor um yeah so with oh and can you fumble so our, our segment can you fumble can you drink while watching this movie fuck no for me <laughs> like i know don't go anywhere near alcohol for this one uh, this story yeah. gets very complex i mean and that kind of gets into my review which is which is both a good thing and a bad thing We've we've talked a lot about the the evolution of horror right and like in the odds it was like okay let's do slashers we could do this crazy cool special effects things we could have these saw you know gore porn type things and now we've seen that we've seen it and it's been done and now it's really like tell me a story and so with that comes a lot of complexities where it's if you want me to tell you a very deep story you might have to do some homework after right like you might have to learn about you know who the fuck is payment and where are we going with this about like the very supernatural thing so for that, it, it it kind of took away from me where I was like, I, I love Ari Aster's direction. I mean the the transitions in this movie from like the miniatures to the to the real scenes, like so much of it was so well done. The music, really eerie. But for me, like a lot of times the the paranormal story was where I was getting lost, and I wanted it to be more of a family drama, but with with Helen's kind of theory about like. Maybe this still was just a family drama. Maybe none of this actually happened. And we are dealing with like an unreliable narrator, right? And so adding that into that, you know, kind of thing, I don't know. It gets me like kind of more excited about this movie and just about like where horror is going in general, um, because I think it's going in the complete right direction.
2: Yeah.
3: And I'm so excited for more that because Ari Aster, he has so many more movies to make super excited for for him for a24 in general i mean robert Eggers like they're they're going to be doing so many more amazing things so yeah uh, with all of that being said um this movie is a nice solid 8.5 out of 10 for me wow so yeah that's where i'm gonna leave it on this one so (laughs) who would like to go next do we want to go clockwise for us i think it's counterclockwise on stream but jay do you want to take it over here
6: so, uh, yeah, I mean, I, you know, as looking at it as like, as a film, right. <laughs> um, it, it's the, the main pieces, sound, image, story, uh, you know, these, these things that kind of tie it all together, I think are there. I do agree that there's a little bit of a disconnect in the second half or what we're calling the second half. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think that the substance is there and it's solid and it's new and it's exciting and uh you know maybe it's just like a side effect of where movies are right now that it's in this horror genre that we have to experience this but i think what we'll find is like because of the success of these movies relative to like the audience that's there for them we're gonna see more movies push those boundaries i'm hoping this is just me like hopeful thinking here but we're gonna see more movies push these boundaries we're gonna get more like I'm. I'm gonna call it art. Like, sorry, rampage and fucking. <laughs> Jurassic, I mean, Jurassic World even or right. Uh, Jumanji. Right? That's just like okay, come on, you know. It's art, dude. It's hard, dude. <laughs> Black, 10
5: out of 10. Oh no.
6: <laughs> I mean, you know, it, it, it's exciting to see something new. Um, I have to give Ari Aster credit because this was his first feature-length film.
2: Insane.
5: Crazy is, crazy shit.
6: yeah, yeah. Crazy uh, the music was great <laughs> cinematography was great a lot of these pieces were great and it, it you know i can you fumble i would say no as well like you <laughs> could but i wouldn't because i like, <laughs> shit myself you know <laughs> but, uh i'm gonna give it a 7.8 it's mm-hmm. right there it, it's a really good movie uh, but it does lose a little bit in the second half. I, even though I like the supernatural elements and the last scene and how weird it all is, it does feel a little bit disconnected, but overall, I really enjoyed this one.
3: Nice.
6: nice. 7.8 out of J. I'm going to pass the torch to Helen. Sorry. You're- all right.
0: That way you can be in the middle of Two, right. two of us, <laughs> two one and of two, me, and I like and it. then two of us, okay? Here we go. Hallelujah.
1: All right. I came in here fully prepared to give it a nine with my only complaint being that last section. I'm giving it a fucking 10, because here's the thing. A- <laughs> it's, a
5: 10. Out-
1: it's a 10 out of 10, and here's why. Wow. It has the cinematography, it has the story, it has the character development. It has everything you want from a movie. It just doesn't comfort you and maybe we don't deserve to be comforted as Americans. <laughs>
2: <laughs> wow, damn. Damn, this is about society.
1: Wow. <laughs> anyway, my complaint about it also makes me interested in further dialogue with it, right? Like my mm. complaint about it doesn't make me mad. It's just kind of like, well, did that need to happen? And then sometimes I'm like, yeah, it did. And sometimes I'm like, no, it didn't. But the fact that it even puts me into that headspace is so above any of the movies that we're getting in like the blockbuster format right now. That's so 10 out of 10, book. good job.
3: Wow, our <laughs> last first <laughs> ever 10. Let me, make yeah. a
5: comment. Let me make a comment real quick. Um, the very first characters you see in the movie are the son asleep and the dad coming in and waking him up. And then once the dad dies, that's when it becomes full sort of fantasy and crazy shit. The dad's
0: the person holding him
5: away from hereditary
0: from fucking (laughs) Satanism.
1: Yeah, you know. Yeah, (laughs) ten
3: out of ten. Wow. You know, would you drink while watching this? Did you say
1: no? No, stay away (laughs) from all substances. You are just literally the when I watched this the first time, I called Jordan, who was living with Jay at the time, at a house like one street away from me, and I was like, "Can I go sleep at your house? (gasps) Because I don't want to be alone right now." Nice. and you shouldn't be on anything while you're watching this movie because it's just gonna fuck yeah.
3: you up except anxiety because yeah. wow so our first ever 10 out of 10 from our 10 very out of 10. first guest wow 10 out of all right 10. i respect it i respect 10. it
0: okay well well shit with that being said fuck I need, to just, <laughs> I need to go straight into it now um yeah so so i think i'm right there with jade like this this movie has everything right Alan? i i I agree with you like it's just like it's it it has the originality like it's it's not gonna give you everything that you want it's not a happy-go-lucky movie it it's it's just original stuff like i'm just like what the hell i don't know this movie this movie just makes you think which is which is like It's rare. It's rare sometimes after you go watch, I don't know, a a lot of the – Yeah, you know, Jumanji or Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park, the only thing you're thinking about is, like, how many fucking advertisements did you see, like, you know? (laughs) And, yeah, I I, I don't know. The beginning half of this movie, like, I just thought it was going in such a different direction. Like, I was just so excited. Like, I was like, okay, I – I'm 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 seeing the hype. I'm seeing where this is going. I'm 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 going down this hereditary uh, family tree, and I just wanted so much more from it. And then the second half of the movie, it just bothered me so much seeing what I believe to be payment. Like it, it almost felt like a video game. It was like the the little like little square that was like following. You guys, you guys, you guys know what I'm talking about, right? The little like it was Icon. like a little blue it was like a blue little thing it felt like i was playing a video game like and it a was waypoint. like a
4: waypoint it's like go yeah it, it was like it was yeah, like yeah. follow
0: this this is where we're going and i was just like this is fucking weird i don't know i was like is it too on the nose i felt i felt i was having more fun with it when i didn't know what was going on it kind of
3: mm, the, the mysticism like the
0: like like i don't know once it started getting into um all the supernatural shit like i was like it just kind of lost me and then it grabbed me at the very end i was like oh fuck okay what the fuck <laughs> and i was like well that doesn't just take away from the last 25 minutes right like it, it's just like this all happened to get here i don't know with that <laughs> being said <laughs> this is, is one that? of this is one of the greatest anti-marijuana campaign ads (laughs) you're never gonna smoke weed and then accidentally swerve and your sister's heads cut off with that being said 7.9 i think
3: 7.9 out of james all right last but not least taryn take it away all right so i agree with james
4: and like most of it is like so engaging and so good and then like the supernatural stuff kind of loses you but once it gets to the end that fucking song that plays in the treehouse or whatever the fuck, yeah. That song so encapsulates weird. everything, man. Like you hear that it's and you so feel weird. everything that you felt in that whole movie. You're just like, holy
0: fuck! It makes your it makes you feel like you have like a hollow pit in your stomach. You're just like, yeah, yeah you got a bad taste in your mouth. You don't know what to fucking think. It's so
4: gross. Yeah. <laughs> like I said earlier, that music was the MVP for this movie to me, man. Like God, yeah. it, it carried so much. Like not in like. As in, like, everything, anything else was bad, but, like, God, it was so fucking good. Like, Tony Killett fucking killed it. Like, all the acting was really good, I thought. The slow pans, like, the slow zooms, like, the camera work, fucking amazing. Like, everything we said earlier about all the originality and stuff, like, this is the kind of shit I want to fucking see, like, all the time. Like, I'm just, like, pump it out. Let me see more weird-ass shit. And then, yeah, I guess, oh, let me see. I was going to say the um, like it's, this movie lives or like movies like this live in my head rent free you know what I'm saying Like next yeah. to, every time you see a pole on the side of the road you see miniatures and stuff like that you're going to think of this movie and you're going to get those feelings like oh my god like fuck you're going to feel that in your stomach yeah Like this movie just it's really good I like it a lot and I give it a
3: 9.0 wow <laughs> nice. 9.0 coming out of 10 nice. so that collectively brings us to an eight point six four well, so nice to okay. mid eight that's respectable um yo oh, one other weird thing that i did want to mention really quick so okay we I, I wanted to bring this up earlier but alex wolf so the scene we talked about like where he's doing his fucked up arm thing and he slams his face into the desk he dislocated his jaw doing that
2: oh it was God. like <laughs>
3: previously I, it was I a <laughs> <laughs> it, was pre- it was a previous injury that he's had before, but he, like, wanted it to be a real desk, and, like, they, apparently it was, like, a desk with, like, foam on the top, but he did it so fucking hard. And I was, when I was watching that scene, I was like, how how hard is he slamming his face here? How are they doing yeah, this? That's like a dummy, that. right? Something. I, forgot,
0: I Something. forgot to mention that. Once he put on once they had him in the fucking nose cast, I was like, yeah. he looks like that one fucking, what's that one character from the 80s? Alonzo. No. You know know what what you he, he, he's like an elephant but he's an alien but he's a, what, is his, what is he I know what I'm talking about Alf. Alf. Yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, that's Alf. all I kept seeing and I was like what the fuck oh, <laughs> <God>. Ellen, <laughs> Ellen, go ahead. this
1: is what he looks like in the in Charlie's drawings books she has a, a picture of a pigeon with a beak and a crown and at the end oh. of the movie he put the crown on and he has oh, that
3: Oh, so good oh my god all right it's a 10.
0: <laughs> damn yeah the imagery is 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 it's a little on the nose no pun intended um, but but i mean it's fun it's a fun watch guys it Really. Is. <laughs>
1: It's
6: not it's super stressful you know, <laughs> bad that yeah. i rated it at the lowest now I thought no, no, like
0: a, no
3: you um, were right you were right there because <laughs> <right.
6: laughs>
3: it was close to my score you bet yeah you were right
0: <laughs> hey we're so in the same you. space let's go
1: all right uh, when you do midsummer
6: and move back on yeah right, we would um, love to go down so yeah, hey so this is being on ellen yeah, this oh, is yeah. pretty much
0: have... the end of the episode. Do yeah, you want to so Helen... you plug your socials and your stuff?
3: Yeah, where can people find yeah. more about you? So,
1: um, my website is helenatkins.com, and my Instagram is Helen Juliet underscore art. That's pretty much it.
3: Nice. Will it and chill it? Will it and right. chill it? Will it mm-hmm. and chillin'. Will it and chillin'. Awesome. Alright, well thank you guys so much for tuning into our show tonight. We really appreciate it. Yeah, and thank all of our live viewers right now. If you're watching us live, uh be sure to tune in for our after show. And also be sure to follow all of our socials. You can find all of those at filmfumblers.com. Tune in next Saturday. We will be reviewing Running Scared, another fan-picked film. So yeah, tune in for that. Follow us and hit that bell on Twitch. You will be notified when we're going live. But thank you guys so much and cheers. Have a great rest of your
5: night. Bye. Bye.
3: Bye. Bye.